Hello, and welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Today, I am here with my good friend, Trisha Knott. Hello. Hi. I'm Trisha. <laughs> Trisha, why don't you introduce yourself by saying your major, what school you go to, and a fun fact about yourself, just like you do in every first day of class of setting. Yes. <clears throat> My name is Trisha. I go to the University of North Texas. I'm an English major. And fun fact about me. Ooh, something general or something like funny? Whatever you're feeling right now. Whatever I'm feeling. Let me think about it. Give me a second. Are you going to your Instagram to find a fun fact? <laughs> I'm referencing this post that I made. You know how long it took me to make this? Okay. It's so great. This means I can just reference everything about myself in one little handy yeah. little file. Uh, since you guys can't see it, Trisha's pulling up a bingo chart that she made about herself. <laughs> it's actually, it's very, like, um, comprehensive. Um, fun fact about me, um, I really enjoy fantasy (laughs) yeah and um especially medieval fantasy I just think it's a really fun thing to explore yeah that's interesting because you don't really like read fantasy novels no and I feel like that's the way that most people explore that I mean I used to but as I've grown older it's become more of like I really enjoy like understanding I don't know I like, equally, under- I love understanding, like, different, like, time periods and different, like, pieces in history, but I also love, like, taking a time in history and making it into, like, a story-like setting, and, like, I like applying that to my own life, if that makes sense. Can you explain that a little more? So, I was thinking about this the other day, but, like, in my head, I, like, if someone were to just spend a day with me, not speak to me, and just watch me go throughout my daily life, mm-hmm. I pretend, like, my life is, like, a fantasy story, and that, like, everything in my life is just as, like, bodacious as it would be if it were, like, 1298. You know what I mean? Okay. So, that's why I like it a lot. Not necessarily because of, like, how it looks or, like, because it's in, like, books and stuff. I just like the way that people can present themselves seriously and in, like, a fun way. Mm-hmm. And I like applying that to, to, like, a contemporary setting that I live in. Yeah, it makes the mundane a little bit more romantic. Yeah. Nice. I'm an INFP, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, definitely this, like, romanticization of my own life. I've definitely, like, contracted or created over the years, especially this year. Like, I used to not be like this. Yeah. But as I got to college and I started, like, I was alone all the time. Not in a bad way. Like, I definitely am glad I was. But it allowed me to, like look at myself and be like what what I want to do that like takes care of myself and make sure that I'm in an environment that I feel happy in and so for me that's like pretending like everything's just this kind of like fantasy movie that I can be a character in right and it makes my life fun and easy it is I don't know I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing or not I don't know if it's necessarily healthy it might be it might not be I think that's like a common theme in college is that you have a lot more choices over like how you want like your life to look and like be presented and make you feel 
Yeah, I got But to... you just kind of went a little bit more abstract. Yeah, and I think it's because when I'm alone, I don't feel the need to, like, cater to, like, any type of, like, social or societal, like, environment, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if you're in a group, a room with other people, you want to make sure you're, like, all in, like, a similar environment and, like, you're all talking about the same thing, you're understanding right. what's mm-hmm. happening, but I was alone all the time. And then you're and not, so like, I could performing just do, for anybody. Yeah, I could just do whatever I wanted, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you were also pretty lonely. Not lonely, but not necessarily. Just alone, like, in high school. Yeah. Because well, you were separated from, because you had such a hectic schedule. Yeah. Doing well, that IB was, and yeah. a job. <laughs> so why didn't you start that type of, like, oh god, uh, stuff? It's probably then. because that loneliness came out of, like, necessity. Like, I did not have the time or the energy or, like the opportunity to do the things that I actually care about and to, like, present myself as, like, someone that I'm, like, actually love and a person that I actually want to be because I had, like, parents to deal with, I had family to deal with, I had school, I had people that I had to, I have, ex- I had, they had expectations of me that I had to uphold and so I didn't have time to, like, care about myself enough to allow myself to, like, become... Enhance anything. Yeah, become this kind of, like storybook like experience that I've created oh I'm just realizing that I've done this is it weird no well a little but like (laughs) I think it's nice because I think it's really easy to feel stuck in like just what everybody else does and like what you feel like life is supposed to be like if you want to like yeah i don't connect know, I yourself kinda... to a completely different time period and aesthetic like that i feel like a crazy person saying this to like the public right now right but you're not crazy no i'm not i'm i promise i'm very sane to the people that are watching this I but I am, I am i am curious as to like how that manifested into like your day-to-day like what what did you do at unt like what was your average like weekend and well at UNT, I, like, I would go to events, and I was around people that were very, um, materialistic and lofty at the same time, and so it was difficult for me to find characters and, like, find people that, like, actually cared about other people and cared about things and cared about whatever was happening, mm-hmm. and I have this, like, I don't I care about all of that stuff, but at the same time, I wanted that same sense of, like, nonchalance that everybody else has. And so I feel like that's kind of why I've, like, become this more abstract, like, detached person from everyone. Because I want to be just as equally cognizant of what's going on around me while creating, like, making sure that my life is as fun and as, like, gracious and, like, beautiful as I want it to be. If that makes sense. That's probably a better way to describe it than, like, me pretending like everything's a fantasy because it's not. Right. So, like, just a mix between, like having fun, doing whatever the fuck you want, but also, like, having a, like, the type of reputation that you want to be giving off? I suppose. Not necessarily. I don't... It's more like I saw people that, like, were very, very good at portraying themselves in a very specific manner, manner, and I'm trying to, like, become, like, do that myself, but in a way that's, like, realistic and in a way that I'm just showing people who I am as like a show as opposed to just like someone meeting me and seeing me as just another person you know what I mean yeah I see what you mean 
So who were, tell me a little bit about your, like, friends that you did end up clicking with. <laughs> yes, my friends. I have, I, when I started school, I had, immediately, I had met five really fun, really great people. Oh my goodness. And, like, so many others. Like, I had met so many, like, fun, interesting people. But, um, as the year went on, a lot of the people that I had met in that, like, weird, like, really fuzzy like haze that you get in when you first like jump into a completely new situation you're meeting everybody all at once everything's so new all at once a lot of people that I'd met and I thought like this was this is it this like lifelong friendships they kind of dropped off the face of the earth eventually I don't know if it was me or them or just like we had different interests and like life like ended up separating us but a lot of people that I like looked up to and I saw like I saw how like I don't know how expressive and like free they were and like comfortable in their in themselves I wanted that and you found people but then they kind of like floated away from me right and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think definitely life is about learning things from people and then watching that naturally separate from you right it's okay and like learning to be okay with that and that it's not like a mm-hmm. personal thing against you yeah and of course I still talk to all the people that I've met but by the this time but like now that the year is over and I'm entering like my next year um I only have maybe two friends that I, like, really still connect with, mm-hmm. and I really intimately, like, love. And you already feel that, even though you guys just met, like, yeah. less than a year ago. Yeah. Did you ever make friends that quickly before, to that no. degree? It's actually, I am not one to make friends, it, just, just general. Period? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very about, like, things coming to me. I don't really seek out things. Right. Which is not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I think definitely if I put myself out there more, I would make more friends and be, like, a more popular person. But I want, like, I don't know. My life is, like, my own world, and I would rather people come into it and come out of it than, like, me seeking out people that, like, could possibly hurt me or disappoint me. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Really healthy. (laughs) But you kind of defied that by growing close to. Yeah, yeah. Lane and Izzy. Yes, those are their names, Lane and Izzy, Sarah knows. We're also friends. Of course, I had friends in high school. I was a pretty distant person in high school as well. Like, part of it was how busy I was, but also a lot of it was, like, I was just too scared to be comfortable in my own skin to allow myself to grow close to people. Like, mm-hmm. you were one of the only... You and Sheridan were, like, the only two people I was really close to in high school. hmm So. Do you feel more comfortable in your own skin now? And just, Definitely. like, e- yes. exposing yeah. yourself to people? Just, like, allowing people... Like, the issue was I was scared that people would not understand who I was and how I live, but now that I've grown past that, I don't really care. Yeah. I just if people don't understand the way that I act and the way that I am, like, that's not my problem. Like, we're a bunch of meat slabs walking around the world. Like, can I cuss? Yeah, sure. Like, fucking each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I have more than that. You might as well do what you want, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, would you say that most of your first year of college was spent focusing on, like, identity and, like, enhancing your self-expression rather than like oh I'm gonna go and try hard to be really good at like higher education Mm -hmm. or like I'm gonna go and like get involved in a lot of organizations like it was just more of like an exploration journey I worked extremely hard in high school very 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 hard yeah oh my Mm -hmm. goodness um I had 
a job and I was at IV and I was in bands and I was in I was in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, was, you ran a um I was a poetry society. Yeah, I did. I I planned events. I did everything. And I stretched myself so thin because I was giving like so many parts of myself to other people to make them happy that it like by the end of high school, I literally didn't know myself at all. Mm-hmm. I did not know who I was. I had grown into a person that like well, this has always been a problem. I lo- I would look in the mirror, I would not know who I was. I would not recognize myself. Mm-hmm. Um and this school year, I didn't have much going on. School was so much easier because um, it just was. <laughs> it was very, very easy. And so it gave me a lot of time to finally, like, sit back and, like, allow myself to, like, be cared about. Because a, yeah. a lot of time I, I would just, like, use myself for other people's gains instead of, like, taking the time to, like, really appreciate myself. And this year allowed me to take a step back and be like, hey... You have to care about yourself mm-hmm. first. It always comes first. So, what were some ways that you would show yourself love? Um, skincare. So this is a little bit superficial of me, which I don't think is also necessarily a bad thing. But um, you need like a good. Yes, I cannot cook. I flesh. do not know how to clean. Well, I do, but I can't cook well. I can't clean well. So the only way that I really know how to take care of myself is by skincare and, like, physically, like, taking the time to, like, really, like, nourish myself that way. Yeah. And it uh, reminds me that, like, I need to, like, maintain my body and my spirit in order to be happy. Because that's also, I was dealing with a lot of, like, depression and a lot of, like, um, mal effects from my past 18 years. Right. This, like. a lot of pain that I had to deal with again. There was, like, new pain in college or just processing the old pain? It was mostly processing. Away from it. Like, all of the problems that had manifested in college were because of, like, past problems that I was not addressing. Mm -hmm. And to this day, like, I, like, every day that I wake up, I realize that, like, all the problems that I have are due to, like, things that have happened to me or things that I have done as a child or as a teenager those past 18 years, so... But other ways that I take care of myself, I write in a diary. That's good. I write every single night. I write down all of my thoughts. I write down. Um, I started this at the beginning of the school year. Well, I had kept a diary since I was a sophomore, but I at the beginning of college, I decided I need to take the time every single day to write down my thoughts and to like remind myself that like I am here and that like I'm here to like produce things and not be here as a vessel for other people. Yeah. Because it was really toxic for me, doing stuff like that. So, yes, I write down all of my thoughts. And it's that's really helped me process a lot of my, like, strife, for sure. Yeah. I just smiled, in case you were wondering, <laughs> audience. <laughs> um, t- well, I want you to, like, talk, if you're comfortable, mm-hmm. a little bit more about, like, your mental health and like your journey with mm-hmm. getting like medication and also like processing and like if that was easier or harder living okay. alone and in a new place okay um the house i was raised in was very difficult to be in right for mm-hmm. my whole life it was just so so hard oh my goodness for a lot of reasons um a lot of my family they all have their own pain and they're like unable to really they're not capable of taking care of themselves and I didn't understand that as a child and as I grew up it became more and more of a problem like I 
when I came out to them, like, everything just collapsed and came down. And any, any like... And what year was that again? Well, I was outed in 2013, but I, I'd come out, like, multiple, multiple times from, like, 2013 up till now, just trying to reinforce that, I, like, that the fact that, like, I'm not who they want me to be. But, um... And they're just, say? like, denying it. Yeah, like, like basically, like, the mirage that we had all, like, created to, like, make our family, like, stable, even though we didn't communicate, we didn't know anything about each other. To this day, my parents don't know anything about me. Um, none of my family does, but that's okay. Not a problem. But, um, basically it all just came collapsing down. All of the problems that we all have are all on the table now. And I've been, I also dealt with that a lot this year. Because me, like, becoming my own person and being comfortable with myself was a huge problem with my family. Like, we... Oh, God, there was so much drama. Even though you weren't doing it in their own house? Yes. Like, the, the fact that they were seeing me becoming my own person upsets them. And it's, to this day, it still upsets them. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about it too much. Now that I am, like, very, like, stable with myself, I don't feel afraid to, like, argue with them about stuff like this. Because it's not, it, it used to be just, like, sexuality, that's what I thought it was, but it's the fact my parents and my family, like, they just don't like me. They just don't like who I am. Mm-hmm. Which isn't, okay, it's bad. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, it is what it is, so. But, um, anyways, so that is, like, one of the main reasons why I had a lot of, like, mental health issues growing up. I also had, I, I continue to have this problem. I don't really recognize myself when I look in the mirror, and I don't really, um... I have, like, a problem with, like, zoning out is what my mom would call it. But it was, it's, like, a dissociative thing. Yeah. And, um, anyone that knows me has watched me do it. Like, literally, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, every, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, um, that's, like, something I've always dealt with. I feel like, though, it has, like, gotten better. Definitely, yeah. The fact that I'm, like, more comfortable with myself and I don't feel like, I'll get into this in a second, but I don't feel like a body that's being used by everybody else. Yeah. It's really helped. But, um... What else? Okay, so, as I came out and I got, like, no support from, like, anyone outside of, like, you and Sherrod, and you guys were my only support system for a long time, but I didn't want to, like, burden you guys with that because I know how stressful that is, so I didn't really, like, have any, didn't really have anybody to talk to. I was really on my own um, for those couple years, and when I was 17, 17, 16, oh, I don't remember, sometime in high school, I was um, sexually assaulted, and that, when that happened, I don't even know if I've told you this, but when, the, after that happened, I felt just, like, so used, so, oh, God, just so empty. Like, my body was, like, I was, it was, like, an out-of-body experience for, like, that, for the rest of, like, up until now. Yeah. Just because I, like... Everybody that I'd ever come in contact with, like, even my parents, my family, like, everybody just used me and, like, tossed me aside. Mm-hmm. And so, it definitely, like, I basically became this person that I would say yes to anything. I would have sex with anyone. I would do it, whatever it took for somebody to give me, that, like, a, some kind of support. Or, like, somebody, could, like, if it, if, like, my mindset for a long time was, it's okay if people use me as long as, like, it gives me a purpose. Because I didn't feel like the purpose that I give myself was enough. Right. You're like, I can't decide something, so I guess yeah. I'll just let everybody else yeah. decide. Especially especially after I was assaulted, it really, like, did a number on my... Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it really did a number on my, like... Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And 
after that, like, after it happened and after I had no support system and I was in a whole bunch of activities and, like, so many people relied on me for so many things that, like, I definitely got very, very depressed. And by the time I graduated, I was just so disconnected from myself and, like, so... I don't know. Like, emotionally, I had already, like, killed myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it had, it had not physically happened yet. But, um, so that summer, I remember, oh, God, my parents went out of town for the very first time, and I, Von Trisha, decided to throw a party. You went to this party. Wait, so this past summer? This was this past summer, right after high school ended. Okay, okay. I threw my very first high school secret party with my parents out of town. We got... Rat blue raspberry svetka. We got classic the gluten free vodka you love. We got Cheetos. We got Doritos. We did it all. Okay? Yeah, we had no sustenance. It was great. Um, and that night I was so emotionally distraught because for like after my parents left, I literally spent the next like 48, 72 hours completely by myself in my parents' home, like literally just like for the first time, finally, like, sitting down, having nothing to do, and, like, focusing on myself, and, like, all the problems that I had. And not having them, like, Yeah, I wasn't distracted. And, yeah. I was listening to OK Computer by Radiohead non-stop. Oh, yeah. my God. It was terrible. I'd be, I turned into this, like, manic, depressive, dissociative, like, creature, and I, it was, like, an out-of-body experience for me. Like, I was literally, like, like, out of my body for those whole, that whole week. But the night, the, the night of the party, um, there was a girl there. And, um, I don't remember how it happened, because I was very drunk, but basically, I, (laughs) we started making out, and then I stopped and looked at her, and I started sobbing, and telling her about all of the problems that I had. My parents were alcoholics, they didn't care about me, and, like, I was just so drunk, and I was really depressed, and everything was terrible, and I just spilled out all of the terrible things that were going on that I had never told anybody. Like, I had kept it under wraps. Um... And that moment, the next day I woke up and everybody told me what had happened because I had forgotten. I like looked in the mirror and I was like, I need to get some help. Yeah. And so when my mom got home, I like pulled up my, you know, big boy panties or whatever. And I looked, I looked at her and I was like, I have to get some help. And she was like, no, you don't. You're literally fine. I was like, I need to get some fucking help. I, I like, I, at this point I had enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was not dealing with any of my parents shit anymore. I had to deal with myself. And so that's when I got on my first medication, and I was on that the whole first semester, which is also, like, another thing. The medicine I was on made me, like, really, um, it made me, like, happy, but it made me kind of emotionless and, like, detached. Yeah, I totally get it. Which wasn't necessarily a bad thing at the time, because it helped me through that transitional period, but yeah, it, I, like, it wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, like, a crutch to just keep me going yeah. until I finally could, like, face my, like, own problems. And then... I was on that medication, and I was dealing with college, blah, 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 blah. And that winter, I was like, Mom, this medication is not working. I can't, I didn't tell her this, but, like, I, my libido, gone. Tears, gone. I, I saw <laughs> Call Me By Your Name. I didn't cry, okay? Something is wrong. <laughs> I remember that. You were, like, really concerned. You are yeah. like, everybody cared so much about this movie, and I didn't. Yeah, and I the- didn't care about it at all. Yeah. I literally finished it, and I was like, okay, tea, I guess? Like, okay. Like, I don't give a fuck. And then, um... So I went to the doctor again, and I got on a new medication, Pristique, which I believe in my family, it's, like, not on my mom's, not my mom herself, because my parents have both been on medications in the past. I was taking the medication they were on, which didn't work very well, but whatever. Um, 
I went on whatever my cousin was on, which was Prestige, and that, it, it affected, like, a different hormone, and it really, like, made me feel capable of taking care of myself for, like, the first time. Yeah. And I'm not on it anymore, actually. I've, I probably should still be, but my parents got me off of it. Long story, but um, I'm not on it at the moment. So. It, you really do feel okay without it? Yeah. I should probably still be on it. Like, I feel like the, um, all this, like, the feelings that I have, like, like, the strength that I have right now is eventually going to come, like, crashing down. But it's okay, because yeah. I have other stuff to deal with right now. I don't have the time to be worrying about myself. Right. So. so, like, how good was it for you to be, like, out of your parents' house? I cannot describe how good it felt. Oh, my God. I... Like, my entire life, I had never been able to, like, not even just, like, be myself. Like, I had never been able to be present. And being on my own finally gave me the opportunity to, like, um, what's the word? Unapologetically, um, be myself. Which, it was hard in different ways. Because I was, you know... For me, I was on my own training wheels. I was learning how to be myself, how to, like, become a person that I want to be. Yeah. Because equally that I was, like, under learning to understand myself, I was going through all these new experiences that were forcing me to grow and change. And so I had to make sure to, like, understand who I was and understand who I am and who I will be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the experiences that I was going through, um, not that they were, like, anything bad, but just, like, school drama and, like, hookups and all homewrecking stories oh my god yeah <laughs> i've been, for the audience i have been a homewrecker three times accidentally accidentally she never all knew. the time yeah. um so just learning to understand my power and like finally being able to like understand and use the power that i have yeah feels so good yeah. like my life i don't want to say it's only going to go up from here because that's you know jinxing it but I cannot imagine. It does seem like it. I cannot imagine my life ever being as bad as it was. Like, I, like, I remember, oh, God, my senior prom, everything had started to come crashing down at that point because I realized how terrible my life was. Like, I think I remember because I came to school one day and I was talking to Sarah and Sharon and I literally, like, like, burst into tears because I was, like, so upset with, like, like, how terrible my life was in just, like, every way. (laughs) Um, And... Was I going? I was right there with you at that time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, we were both in the same boat. Where was I... T- why was I talking about that? Just, like, how th- bad things were. And, like, yes. that was, like, the yes. peak of it all being bad. I could not... I don't think I could ever be in a state where things are that bad. Because now I have control over myself. And so I have control over the thing... How things affect me. I don't necessarily have control of what happens to me. But I can control, like, how I respond and how I act. Yeah. Which I think is something I had to, like... I think that that's, that's, like, the hard part is, like, people, like, figure out control, but they figure it out too much, and they think that they need to be in control of absolutely everything, but you have to learn Mm -hmm. that, like, everything around you is crazy, but you are allowed to decide, like, how it affects you. That's what being chaotic is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a very chaotic person for the audience out there, so you know. (laughs) I don't know if you can want to edit that out. (laughs) I'm sure they can tell, but... uh, 
Um, oh my god. You did mention though how like the first semester there were lots of like transitions. Yes. What were some of them and like what what was like hard about them? Um uh, not they none of them were necessarily negative transitions. They were all a lot of them were just like people affecting me and forcing me to like finally like recognize who I am and who I can be and who I want to be. Um for example, by the end of, I used to dress, this is, like, kind of a shallow example, but this is a good, like, starter. I used to dress very flamboyantly, as everybody who knew me knows. When I was 13, 14, 15, oh my god, I was a queen. Oh my goodness. I Especially from, like, 0 to 14. Like, I dressed so crazy. I used to dress in, like, Hannah Montana trademark uniforms. I used to dress. Like, literally, like, head to toe. Like, like literally. Yeah. yeah, literally. Oh my god. Like, holding my bitches being cool I was like so fucking fun um and all the stuff that I had like experienced those like these past four years three or four years um really brought down my self-esteem obviously and so by the end of my senior year and by getting into by the time I was getting into college I dressed so boring oh my god I would wear all the same color I would wear the same turtleneck with the same pair of shorts because I didn't care enough about myself to go out and buy more clothes. (laughs) A turtleneck with shorts, like, in and of itself is very chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) It was a short sleeve turtleneck. Okay, that's fine. Um, But when I got to college, this one friend that I had met, his name's Jalen, really great guy. Oh my god, absolute queen. He's a fashion major. He walked into my room, he looked at my closet, and he was like, you have so many fun looks. Why do you always wear the same thing? And then I looked down at myself, and I was like, this is not who I am at all. Why the fuck am I wearing this? Yeah. And then I just realized that, like, that transition of me, like, being comfortable enough to dress how I used to dress and to be, like, who I am. Yeah. I got back into that. And then another transition, um, another transition. Oh, another transition I definitely had to go through was, like, doing absolutely everything for myself like if I didn't want to do something I didn't have to yeah I was very reliant on myself because you know when you're growing up if you don't do something it's not just you it's on your parents it's on your family it's on your friends and blah 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 blah. you could get in a lot of trouble but when you get to college it doesn't fucking matter if you don't want to do it don't do it yeah um and you're probably not hurting anybody in the process yeah and so I equally had to understand not to do everything but also to do the things that I need to do right regardless of what happens and Mm -hmm. so that was definitely a transition I had to deal with because I had especially with the like depression like I I had to like whip myself into shape to get myself out of bed oh yeah it was hard yeah my goodness but I'm still standing here yeah you are you know what I'm saying um what else I learned how to be funny again I used to be very funny. When I got into high school, I got you so scared. You funny. Uh, fuck off. No, I was not. <laughs> when I got into high school, I was so scared. People treated me like shit all the time. It's hard to be funny when your life's like that. And then I got to uh, college, and I was, like, around people that were just, they made their lives into, like, whatever they wanted. It could be as funny or as dramatic or as, like, sad or satirical as they wanted. And so I learned how to be funny. I learned, um... Not learned, but I, like, relearned how to, like, experience that kind of joy. That's so good. I would say. Yeah. So, would you say that your year went better or, like, worse than you expected? 
like what were what were your expectations about college (laughs) um it was better in all the ways that I least expected and worse in all the ways that I expected Uh I expected things like um I expected to learn how to not get too fucked up <laughs> you still don't know. I just don't drink anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's like a limit learned. Um, but and like the stuff that I didn't expect to learn, like I didn't expect. I like when I originally decided to go to college, I was like, no, I'm just gonna get a degree. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do. It's not gonna affect me that much. I'm still gonna be about the same. And now I'm here. Like, what's up, bitches? Like, I I wore all purple the last week because I thought that I would do one week in each color of the rainbow because <laughs> I thought that would be cute. That's you fun. Know? Yeah. I don't see you ever wearing all yellow though. I look terrible in yellow. It can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just learned how to like be joyous again, and I learned like the I thought I would learn how to be more constructive, more serious, and more like adult but I really just I finally got to have the childhood that I never got once again mm-hmm. now that I'm with myself I think that's also why I'm so like fantastical all the time it's because I'm just like playing the pretend that I never got to play yeah so I was too busy doing all do time. you think that like you kind of go into like escapism or do you feel grounded in like your I reality? feel very grounded okay this is the most grounded I have ever felt in my life mm-hmm. like I've never felt so connected to myself. Of course, I still do have some problems. Like, I'm having a lot of problems right now, like, with my sexuality and, like, trying to figure out what that means and where, who I am in that regard. But regardless of that, I've never felt so understanding and, like, loving of myself. That was the word I couldn't think of. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think you have to love yourself and embrace like your complexity enough to question your sexuality because it's Mm -hmm. very easy to just be like well this is what i've decided for myself this is a label i've added to myself so we're just gonna have to go yeah i guess yeah like doing the whole like i guess this is who i am now is not gonna fucking cut it especially when you're me oh my god (laughs) is it hard being home after like having a year of being able to get away from it i'm glad it's i hate it it's very hard but i'm glad i'm i am because it reminds me of how hard i did have it and, like, it's reaffirming, or, like, it's more, like, testing me. It, I, like, I feel like being home, I'm being tested on, like, how much I've grown and how stable I am in myself. Like, my parents, my family, my home, oh, my God. Like, everything is just testing me. I do nothing, but I'm, like, I'm back to how I was. I can do nothing but working and taking care of my family, and that's it. That's all I have time for. Mm-hmm. And um, it's testing me and, like, reminding myself that, like, my life is my life. My things are my things. I'm doing what I need to be doing, and it's not anybody's fucking business what they're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm glad I am. It's hard, but I'm glad I'm back. Mm-hmm. Back but you're going to be easy. moving out pretty yes. soon. That, I'm, that is, most nights, that's what I fantasize about. Um, of course, it's not perfect. There's, like, other things that I, like, I don't know. Like, being in Denton isn't my favorite, because the people in Denton are kind of, meh. Like, what I was saying, like, kind of lofty, and so none of that, I don't have too many, like, great connections with them, but I'm really, I'm happy to finally have something, like, a place I can call home, because it was, like, a huge problem for me for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I finally have, like, a place that I could feel safe in, because that's, like, another problem. I was not, I didn't feel safe in the dorms, because my roommates were fucking crazy. Jesus Christ. Well, the first one was just, like... Oh, the first one, she was nice. She was just, like, messy. Yeah. Which was not a big deal. My second, my second semester roommate, she was fucking insane. Like, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. She only drank, what was it? Walmart brand blonde roast. Oh my god, I forgot about that. (gasps) Anybody who owns, like, Sperry's... She and Sperry's, Tom, va- and high Cross. top vans. Yeah, high top vans. That that's not I feel to bad be for her. She and... doesn't know who she is. Yeah, which is relatable. But yeah. she's like, I don't know who I am. So in the meantime, I'm just gonna be a bitch. Which is like not the. <laughs> that's not the move. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. So who are you living with next year? I'm living with a man that I know, Benjamin Clark. You guys knew each other before we dated. College. Yes. Yeah. He is. Um. He has been there since the very beginning of my sexual awakening, my own sexual awakening. Cause we started dating like we I we, I, we always felt very charmed by each other, and um. My relationship with him, my mother, like hated it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's trans. I should probably mention that. Um which my mother, she's old. She doesn't really understand a lot of these things. So I I do understand being old. She's pretty it. old. She's 60 this year. She's ancient. But at the same time, she Sorry to all the old people out there. I respect you. To all to all our old viewers, I apologize. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh audio, audio viewers. <laughs> um but it was kind of a nightmare. And then, like, God, he was there for, he was there through it all. He saw me through all my family shit, which I do really appreciate. Like, to this day, we're, like, very close friends. And he's had to go through a lot of his own hardships. And so we were, we were distant for a very long, we hated each other, basically, for a very long time. Because, you know, he came out as gay, and um, I got really upset. Well, he broke up with me first, and then I was, like, heartbroken, and then, like, he came out, and I, like, understood. I, like, tried to still be his friend. There was, like, a whole bunch of drama. Um, but as, when the school year started, we were still in, like, a weird, we didn't really hate each other at that point, but it was just kind of a weird distance. And then we started talking again, and we were right back to that, like, charm, that, like, original charm that we had. Like, we definitely both believed that we, like, knew each other in a past life, which I know sounds kind of, like, bullshit, especially for all you, like, atheists out there. I get it. Um, I can take it, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, we just, we, right now we're back to that, like, typical charm that we always have with each other. We, like, we both understand each other to a level that I, I've never really experienced with anyone else. hmm But, yeah, we're living together, and then I'm living also with my other, like, she's my very best friend on the planet, Isabella Luxembourg. Shout out to you, bitch. Oh my god love you she has been she has seen me through thick and thin she has taken care of me when i was sick she has let me come over and sit in her fucking like dorm because i was too scared to go talk to my roommate she's let me gossip with her she's let me she's like to be clear you've only known each other for like 10 months that's fair not that that like invalidates i'm just i'm just clarifying yes for the for the viewer listeners out there but uh, also Lane, I do love Lane equally, but it's like different. But he's not he's not living with you yes, guys, right? Yes, it's like a different situation. But um yes, I'm living with her. She's my best Denton friend. One of the reasons why I definitely think we were so close is cuz I was in love with her for the very first semester. That's why I like talk so highly of her. Like in reality, she's, you know, just as flawed as everybody else is. Right. But would is she like somebody that you would still like fall in love with if she like would reciprocate? Most of my friends I would fall in love with if they would reciprocate. So, 
Because that's because that's one thing I've definitely learned this year. I, um, I love people in a very similar way, like regardless of who they are. I don't really know why that is. I just, I don't know. For me, like platonic and romantic and like sexual relationships, I don't think you can separate them. I think it all comes in one. Interesting. So, yeah. So I'm living with her and Ben. I I fantasize about like every night about how I'm finally gonna have a space to my own. That I can, like, call home. Oh, my goodness. Because I've never really... I've also never really felt connected to a place. I moved around a lot as a kid. As, like, a young kid. And so I've never felt connected to, like, any type of, like, physical place that I've lived in. And this is the first time that I finally may get to experience, like, feeling a sense of kinship with where I live. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll happen. Denton, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Denton that much, so it's, like, kind of... That's why it kind of sucks, but I'm still really excited to be with people that I care about yeah place that I like care about so yeah 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 um talk a little bit about like your relationship with like academics and college and how that fits into your life plans yes okay I to as a precedent I am very 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 good at school very good at it I mean, I'm good at, like, if I put my mind to it, I can be good at almost anything. I'm not, you know, great, but I can be good at anything. Yeah, you're an extremely Um, hard worker. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. (laughs) But, um, but, um, academics-wise, as much as I'm good at school, like, it's literally, I don't have to think about it at all, and I get great grades, and I do well, and I perform, and I'm great, and whatever. But um, anything that I actually care about and want to do does not have anything to do with academia. And the only reason I'm in school is to please my family. To give that final sense of security. To see if they might love me. I don't know. It might might happen. Maybe not. But, um... So, like, as you were applying to colleges and, like, things like that, yeah, like, that's all that you were thinking about? All, like, well, of course I did have my own goals. For a second I wanted to be a classical musician or, like, a... I wanted to compose for films and video games, but as I got into the industry and, like, looked into it, I just, I I did not want to be the vessel for people to, like, like, I hate saying this, but I didn't want to be the person that had to spearhead a whole movement, because, like, I was gay, I was a woman, like, the classical music industry is very sexist and very, um homophobic yeah and it's and exhausting so it would be, that like yeah i didn't want to be that would vessel. be a political it would action. be so hard yeah and that would mean that I, like my entire life would have to center around that so i that's why i like refrained from doing that going down that path i also couldn't afford it that's another thing um but yeah outside of that all of my um academic like further education was all based out of like I want to please my parents. I want to make sure that they're happy. I want them to go to bed happy because of me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm in school. Which, not a big deal because it's easy for me. I got a scholarship. I'm a junior this year. Literally so easy. Don't have to do anything else. So you don't feel like you're just like wasting time while you're there? No, because I am good enough at school to where I can do it and not think about it and then I it gives me the opportunity to do all the stuff that I want to do like I am start I'm learning to sew to put up my own clothing line I am writing music recording music I am um oh what else am I doing learning to cook I'm volunteering I'm helping people 
I'm working. I'm just, like, evolving myself. I don't know. Like, it's not perfect because I'm not at a place where, like, um, I guess career-wise, in quotation, I, like, I don't feel quite where I want to be. Like, in a perfect world, I would be in a city that I love, doing something that I love to do with my own company and my own, in my own way, mm-hmm. than, like, just getting a job. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't do that right now. Like, financially, physically, emotionally, I cannot do that right now. Like, I literally have nightmares every night about moving, like, out of state. And, um, not every night, but, like, a couple nights ago, I had, I had a nightmare that I, like, moved to New York, and I had already, like, saved all my money, and I looked at my bank account, and it was all gone, mm-hmm. and I was already, I was moving that day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I had never felt that much fear in my goddamn life. Because I am a very stable person. I also know how to, like, make sure that, like, financially and physically I am stable, and so if I lose that, like, especially because I'm so, so, like, emotionally and, like, spiritually unstable, if I lose, like, that physical sense, like, it's all out the window. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking know, so. If you had, if you had picked your, like, post-high uh, school, like, life without thinking about your parents, like, what would you be doing Um, right now? I would be, I would have, my first semester out of school I would have taken any type of transportation to get anywhere else go anywhere I did I don't know I don't I I probably didn't have that much money it's probably not out of the country but I would take an Amtrak and I would go Mm -hmm. I would go for wherever and I would just experience things and think and then after I had like kind of you know gotten to the point where I am now it's where I like I have the courage to finally like do the things that I want to do I would start recording music i would start working to make more money so i can afford the things that i want to do i would start well i mean i am already starting but like basically i wouldn't feel like so there would there wouldn't have been so much of a delay you know Mm -hmm. um i would have started my own fashion i probably would have a better relationship track like romantic sense wise that that didn't make any sense um but i would probably um i would have probably already established a home for myself instead of like waiting for so long to make sure that they're happy right yeah that's what i would have done and home for me is not just like a place to live it's like a place where i can be happy and like be creative and do the things that I love. Right. You know. But you're still getting the chance to do those things. I am. It's so just taking good. a little bit longer. Yeah. You got. I have to worry about them. I love my family with all of my heart. So. Does it ever get to you, thinking about like, how much of your life was like set on like really like ambitious like academia and like being like a high achieving person? Yes, I definitely for a long time I defined myself via my academic achievements which I think I did that because that's what all of my friends and peers did yeah it's just like the gifted student dilemma yeah oh definitely and now that especially because I went to a it's I don't I don't believe UNT's a b-grade university but it's not an ivy league by any means yeah it's, it's definitely it's like it is the, it's, it's trying the, to gain its notoriety right now yeah it's the hufflepuff of uh schools <laughs> <I would say. laughs> but um I, it's I don't want to say it was humbling, 
because that sounds so fucking pretentious and I hate when people say that because I just sound like a fucking rich white bitch that doesn't know what hit her but um (laughs) (laughs) okay Sarah just gave me this look that just confirmed that I am a rich white bitch so uh... a duck sounds like a duck (laughs) (laughs) um what was the question (laughs) just like if you ever like feel sad knowing like kind of like the expectations that were set for yourself when you were younger and how like you're not necessarily like going on that path that um the high achieving student is supposed to go down maybe it doesn't make me feel sad because i've always known i was never that like cookie cutter princess that like walked through and did everything that everybody wants to do and made everybody happy in the exact right, right way that they were supposed to be happy right like my entire life all i have done is like change people's perceptions that's what I've always done which isn't necessarily a bad thing but so I don't feel sad about you know not living up to to those expectations Mm -hmm. if anything it just helped me to understand that I am not that those um perfect princess cookie cutter like people out there and that like it's okay to not be the smartest and not be the most creative and to learn and to grow and if anything that's like that requires more strength and knowledge than like being perfect does that make sense yeah yeah it does make me sad because i do love being smart but (laughs) (laughs) but Um, but you still are yeah especially because i would do so much and i would still not get like that sense of love and sense of support that i like really really desired from anybody and so it took me destroying that fantasy of me and like finally understanding and like caring about who I actually am um it like gave me that support that I was looking for from myself which is also sad I'm lonely but being lonely and happy is better than being sad in a relationship with anybody that's true yeah so to wrap up um if you could tell yourself anything the night before you left for college, what would it be? Don't be afraid to move on. Because for a long time I was really scared of, like, growing past who I had formulated myself to be. Yeah. And it took a really, really long time for me to finally understand that, like, I have the power to be who I want. And I have the power to be who I want, regardless of where I am and who I'm with. So, yeah. That's good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Tune in next week Thanks for, so much. for another episode of Training Wheels. Yeah.